0: welcome back you're listening to the energy speaks Life podcast i'm energy the self-mastery coach speaker mediator and author this show teaches about personal development and self-improvement for those who want to achieve self-mastery each episode you'll receive tools tips strategies and techniques that you can take action on today And today, my guest is Henna. We'll discuss everything there is to know about building self-confidence and feeling worthy. Thanks for joining us, Henna. Tell us Thank a little you. bit about yourself and your experience or relation with what we're discussing today.
1: Thank you so very much, Energy, for uh, having me on your podcast. Uh, my name is Henna Fatma, and I am an NLP Master Trauma Coach Based in California. Uh, A quick brief intro about me. I am a doctor from Pakistan. Uh, However, when I came to U.S., I'm an immigrant, and when I came to U.S., it was kind of a little hard. You know, you were you're trying to settle in, you get married, you know, it's a new country, you have a culture shock, although I never had any difficulty kind of um, um, as far as language was concerned or as far as, uh, you know, my education or my my Confidence was concerned, but still, just moving itself is is a huge, you know, it's a huge uh, step. And so, when I entered US, mm, I was trying to navigate through my marriage and all, and uh, hence I was not able to complete my licensing uh, exams that you have to give and complete my residency. So, kind of that's where um, my dream of becoming a doctor kind of uh, faded. It looked like it faded. Uh, but uh, I never gave up. Uh, I continued trying. You know, I have two daughters and uh, both of the times I had severe postpartum depression. And so uh, so my story kind of, you know, that I share is, and when I had these, uh, when the depression set in, that's when I realized that a lot of uh, what was happening in my life was being driven by my past traumas and and that I needed to seek help because a lot of times when you're a child or you're a teenager and things happen uh, you think you've healed because you're young you know you think you've you've uh, grown past them, you you know, I became a doctor, I married, I moved abroad, you know, so everything in my life seemed perfect, you know, to the outside world. They're like, oh, she is one lucky person. She has all the opportunities in the world. But uh, naturally, when when you uh, f- face, you know, um, abuse and trauma, you know, which a, a lot, like probably 90% of us women face uh, uh, in our childhood, uh, it does leave a scar and so kind of I started battling it all resurfaced after so many years after I got married you know and that's when I realized I needed help and uh, so a uh, long story short uh, you know I went in I did my uh, I did NLP when I did NLP I basically did it for myself uh, I did it uh, as a personal development tool. At that time, I had no idea that uh, this coaching industry existed. And when I did NLP and I understood its impact, and I realized how it helped me and how how it's actually helping people, that's where I grabbed the opportunity, and I decided to become a trauma coach. And the reason I chose trauma is because. This is one of those topics that gets brushed under the carpet. Mm-hmm. People don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's something so personal and it's something, something so private that you feel, uh, you know, you feel, uh, you just don't feel uh, strong enough to come out and share. And so that's where, what I what I thought I needed to provide to my, my audience, you know. And when I do trauma coaching, there are four parts that I cover in which two most important parts are self-confidence and self-worthiness. Because when you're traumatized, the first thing that happens is you start doubting yourself. You start questioning your competence. Am I good enough? Am I able to do this? Am I worthy of this love? Do I deserve it? Why am I here? Or we just even question why me? Why did this happen to me? right. And so that's why uh, in my coaching program, I go through each one of the four aspects and I cover them deeply, you know, and because healing, I believe, is not a one one day session it's not a one hour session you see what i believe is for me to be who i am right now it took me so many years you know it took me 25 years to realize that my traumas were still affecting me so it's unfair of anybody in my life to expect me to heal in one day or even one week or even one month so, but i'm not saying that you need 25 another 25 years to heal it's it's a but it is a lifelong process it's a process it happens you grow and so nlp actually has real uh implementable techniques you know it's not just talk therapy and that's why i loved this because it, there are real processes that you can do that help people really understand. And it's not just about reliving your past. Because a lot of time when you go to therapies, it's just you're talking about your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I've gone through it myself. I've been to therapists who've um, who made me feel bad. About what I've gone through, who've made me question my, my own self, whether it was my fault or not, uh, who've made me feel judged, you know. Uh, and you don't want to do that. And you don't want to go to a therapist where you go in smiling and you come out agitated or triggered, you know. And that's happened to me too, you know. They look at the time, oh, 30 minutes, one hour, and see you next week. And so now that whole week, because you they took you to that point where you're completely activated emotionally. And now you're coming out of that session, and now you're you end up fighting with your partner or crying and or going back in that cocoon. And so I feel it's so important for people that when they end that session that they're feeling safe and okay, and they're in a positive mood, and that's what I do. And that's why I love doing this, because for me, it's not just doing a session, one hour session. Uh, If it takes 90 minutes, if it takes two hours, I'll do it, because I don't want you going back home and crying. And so uh, this was a little bit about me.
0: I love it. That's a lot of information that's so important. So I'm happy that you shared all of that especially about the difference between or the fact that coaching and especially NLP coaching is not like talk therapy because in therapy, yeah, it's mostly just talking and just talking and, and getting things out, which first, if it's done right, it's very helpful, but NLP and just coaching in general, it's action and it's processes. And I love the fact that you shared that So for our listeners who may not know when you say NLP, what can you break that down for them? I understand it. my coaching is also based in NLP, but can you explain that for our listeners and exactly how you use that method within your coaching sessions with your clients?
1: Yes, so NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And as the name suggests, neuro is the brain or the mind. Linguistic is language. And uh, so NLP is how you use your language to influence the way you think and you process information, you store information, which is in the form of memories, you know? And so how all of that is happening and how we're using our language, how we're using our narrative, our stories to change our physiology, to change the way we perceive things in life. That's what NLP is about, okay? And so um, as I talked about uh, trauma, a lot of people, you know, I've had people who've questioned me that how does uh, NLP specifically help with trauma and PTSD patients because um, normally it's it's the doctors who are helping them or it's like licensed therapists who are helping them. And so how can coaching help? So because we talked about coaching and therapy, I would like to just again give a little uh, uh, differentiation that I give to a lot of my people to explain it better, what's the difference. So a psychiatrist is a doctor, most of you know, okay? They give you treatment, they diagnose you. Then we have therapists or counselors who are, again, licensed, and they are also basically using different techniques. They are using CBT, or they're using EMDRs, or they even use NLP, you know. So NLP is basically, it's 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 a modality that a lot of people use. Not A lot of people do not use it for trauma or PTSD because, again, trauma and PTSD is a little specialized food. And... Not everybody can handle that. And since in trauma and PTSD, the four elements that I'm talking about, one is self-confidence, the other is the self-worthiness. The third one is feeling safe, emotional safety. And the fourth one is in control, being in control, self-control. So when I do these four things, if you look at them individually, these are things, even if you're not traumatized, you know, if you have anxiety, even if you have depression, or if you have any, 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 um, you know, limiting belief, or any, anywhere you're feeling stuck, say in your relationships or in your uh, career, or in your professional life, these four things at the end are are the pillars where it takes us. to. You know, we're either not feeling safe enough, you know, or we're not feeling. Uh, good enough that we're not competent enough or we're not feeling worthy enough or we don't feel in control and what does that mean in control we all want to be in control of our lives you know so when we start um, when we have anger issues when we have resentment when we have a Um, grudges when we're unable to set boundaries we we become people pleasers. you know we're become we're codependent uh, and we're constantly seeking uh, other people's validation right and that's where we're giving our control to other people okay so if you look at each of them individually these everybody each one of us needs it whether you have trauma in your life or not whether you have PTSD or not Right, and so it's it's something that is useful and will be useful whether tra- whether you're you're you have trauma or not. But I like to use it for trauma because a lot of times it does lead back to a trauma. You know, our our low self confidence, our low belief in ourselves, our questioning ourselves the bully in our mind the critique that we have in our mind that's constantly telling us uh, you can't do this or you're not good enough or you're not smart enough is originating from some kind of abuse bullying harassment that you've either experienced or witnessed it may not necessarily be an experience but it's something you have seen maybe a family member being abused Maybe your parents fighting. Maybe you, uh, in, in in the society you lived, you, you've seen war. So it may not be happening in your house. It didn't happen to you in particular, but you saw it happening to other people around you. And so these things do leave an impact. And the thing is, that's the thing people don't want to go there because it's so traumatizing. It's so painful that they would la- rather talk about that i have this anxiety or i have this low self confidence or i have this self doubt and they'd rather not go to talk about where it's originating from when was the first time the earliest memory that they have when they uh, felt bullied or they felt that they were not good enough or they were made to feel uh, not uh, you know enough just not enough right and so, because it, it's, it's painful, and that's why people don't go there. And that's where the healing begins. You need to get there to heal. You need to get there to come out from it. You know, like if, if there's a wound, if there's a physical wound, I can't heal it just like that. I have to get there. I have to clean it. I have to stitch it. I have to, you know, uh, clean that area. And when that will happen, it will stay. So you have to allow that to happen in order for it to heal. Otherwise, it will not heal. And uh, when it doesn't heal, that's where, you know, it becomes an abscess and there's pus there and then it becomes it uh, worse. So this is, that's why trauma is, uh, and that's why, that's why and how I use NLP. Uh, that's how NLP helps people uh, kind of um, recover from there traumas and yeah. PTSD,
0: and you brought up something that a lot of people avoid like you said they avoid going backwards to that painful moment of time uh that painful experience uh or that that painful um just event just or whatever event. yes yes and so with with your method of coaching What have you done that was successful to get a person to actually go back there?
1: Okay, so basically, um, you know, the way we use it is we work with memory. We work with what is it that they can think of. So When we work in NLP, we have people visualize. Visualization is extremely important. Everything that we're saying, everything that we're thinking, any word it is, we visualize it. We don't realize it. We may not know it consciously, but that's what we're doing. If I tell you not to think of a purple elephant, you're thinking of a purple elephant. Although I told you not to think of it right? And if I tell you to think of a green elephant, you're thinking of it, right? So the mind does cannot differentiate between do this and not do this. It will only focus on the fact what you're telling it to do on that object, right? And so if we're thinking of anxiety, depression, trauma, or that I have trauma, or I have low self-confidence, or I'm not worthy of this, or why it happened to me, then that's where our mind is focused, okay? And believe it or not, we are reliving our traumas again and again. We may not talk about it, but it's there. We relive it every day. When we tell ourselves that we're not worthy of love, what we're doing is we're restating what somebody said to us, a parent said to us, or some, or a teacher said to us, maybe they said it verbally, or they may, maybe they made us feel that way. You know, I've had clients who didn't realize that traumas went back to childhood uh, friendships, you know, uh, where they were best friends and all of a sudden, their friendship ended because of some, you know, some misunderstanding. You're a fourteen year old, and this girl she developed a lot of self doubt because all of her life she blamed herself and she felt that somehow she was responsible for that friendship not continuing, and she missed that friend. And she knew, she relived that moment again and again and again. She asked that question again and again and again to herself, Well, it was not something that she thought was the issue, you know? And so she was actually, like even 20 years later, she was actually grieving. And again, when I coach, I coach grieving clients too, because grief is also after trauma. And she was grieving a lost friendship and again a friend that had not passed away. That friend was very much alive. She had lost that friendship. And she blamed herself for it. And so the moment I had her going into different positions, I had her go back and relive it as a 14-year-old. I had her relive that moment as her friend. I helped her go in those first, second, third positions, you know, and I, I I helped her see it as a movie, visualize it, you know, see it as a story. Her perception changed. And that's one of the beauties of NLP, which I tell a lot of my clients. Our lives are stories, See what happened with Anne Frank, the Holocaust that happened. It was something very real, something very horrific, something very painful. And it happened to her in real life, real moment. It happened to people in real time, right? Oh, well, when we talk about it today, what is it? It's a story for us. We may cry with it, we may cry with the characters, we may empathize with them, we may sympathize with them, we may do whatever we wish, or we may be indifferent. But it's a story. If I tell you something happened to me today, or yesterday, or 10 years ago, what is it for you? It's a story. It's my story your life is a story for me. So when we watch a movie or when we read a book, how many times it happens that after the book has ended, we're still mesmerized. We're still in that book. We're still with those characters, sometimes for a few days. If it was was a happy ending, we're, we're happy. If it was a sad ending, we stay, you know, sad and we're we feel that, you know, uh, that emptiness. Same as with the movie, right? But then what happens? It's just a movie and it's over. How many times when we're sitting on this chair and watching a movie and we're analyzing the different characters, oh, the mother shouldn't have done this to the child. The child should not have behaved like this. Because it's not happening to us. We're looking at it as a... As an outsider, as an observer, as another within another perception. It's a third eye. So when we start looking at our stories, at our lives, with that perspective as a story, it's a book that you're reading, it's a movie that you're watching. So I'm the Angelina Jolie of my story. (laughs) Or I am the, you know, any actress, you know, Jennifer Aniston of my story, then the way I see my life will be very different. And it it will help me heal because there, there are sad parts in everybody's stories. And it's okay. What happens to us when we were 10, 12, 15, 20, 30, it was a story, it happened, it's gone, we learn from it. We change it, we change our narrative. We don't live in them. The idea of NLP is not to eliminate the pain because we can't do that. We cannot change the story. We cannot say the story never existed. We can't say it's gone, we've forgotten it. You know, forgive and forget. How would you forgive? How would you forget, right? It's there, it's a memory. It's something very real that happened. Well, what you do is you accept it. And what you see do is you see it with another eye. You see it with another angle. You're looking at the same story, at the same person, at the same event, but with a different perspective. And when you do that, that's where acceptance and healing and all of that comes. Uh, If you don't mind, I would like to share a story, that'd be okay. Absolutely. So there is this one girl, you know, she she got divorced and then she got she had a second marriage. And for a very long time, uh, she held a grudge against her first husband, her ex-husband. And then she, recently, she got to meet this uh, ex-husband of hers. And when, when I did the sessions with her, I was so proud of her. She actually went to him. She met with him. And he wanted to apologize. And probably he also wanted to, at some point, reestablish some kind of relationship with her because he was having difficulty in his current marriage. But I'm so proud of this girl, what she did. She went, she spoke to him, she met him, everything. He asked for forgiveness, she forgave him and everything. And in the end, she came and she told me, she was like, I just told him that I understand you made a choice. Uh, When you chose... To leave me, to divorce me and marry somebody else, you made a choice which you thought was best for you at that moment. And I thought it was selfish of, of you. But of course, he did what served him. And so now I acknowledge that. I accept that. Okay, you did what you had to do. And, and now. I've moved on and I've forgiven you and I'm okay with meeting with you, but no, we can't continue this relationship, this friendship, because naturally she has a husband, he has a wife, and it will get really complicated, you know? And so she knew what she wanted. She knew she wanted to meet him for once because she wanted that closure. But then she was brave enough to tell him no. And she was so brave. She was brave enough to not fight with him because when I was doing sessions with her, she was angry. She was resentful. She was blaming him. She was blaming his mother. She was constantly, and because of him, she was fighting with her current husband because she had these uh, uh, trust issues in her mind. And so when I worked with her and when she came at, when she went in, she was in peace with herself and she was like, yeah, I am where I want to be and I'm happy. She came to accept her current husband and she came to, I don't know whether she forgave him or not, but like she did say that when he asked for forgiveness, she was like, okay, fine, I forgive you. But she was at a a place where she was peaceful. She was at a place where she was where she didn't scream and shout or break things. And so when I see, see such success stories, that's where I know it works. Yes. And so there you
0: go absolutely that
1: was a very emotional story sorry for sharing that's,
0: no that's perfect because for everyone that's listening that is a great real life realistic example of what a lot of us deal with many of us if not all i don't like to speak in absolutes or universals but many of us have dealt with some sort of heartbreak some sort of breakup whether it just Bet- been a betrayal a, right exactly And that is an awesome example of how people can work through that pain and that hurt in order to be able to move on and be in a healthier position, both just within themselves and then with their new partner and just their families. So I appreciate the fact that you shared that story that was really important. And you mentioned something in the story about your client wanting to get closure. Now, um, I've been in different conversations with um, multiple people, and have heard where some don't believe that closure is a thing. Um, so I would like to get your point of view on closure. Do you do you believe that it's a thing? Um, is it possible? Or it depends or on
1: the people it de- depends on every individual you may not need it, you may be okay with it. Right? Some people need it. So uh, we are all individuals, there is no set rules, there is no formula fit for all. Okay, so and that's the beauty of coaching that when we coach people, we help them understand what works for them. Because our definition of closure can be different. What? What may mean closure to me may be different from what it may mean to you. So, what brings closure to me may look may seem entirely different from what it it is it means to you, right? And so, uh, so I personally, you know, I I work with clients to see what helps them. If they need closure, what do they need to do to get that closure? For some people. For her, she went and she met him. It may not work for you. It may not work for me. You know, something else may give me that closure. That's okay. And some people don't even want it to be very honest, you know, there was this another lady I spoke to who who had this grudge against somebody uh, in her in her family. And when I tried, helping her with her thoughts and reframing she was so adamant at that moment she was like but I don't want to change it mm-hmm. she, she because she, ha- she had so much pain and anger at that moment that she wanted to find a reason to blame that other person and she was not ready and so she said don't don't do that right now because I'm not ready I want to curse and abuse this person in my heart as much as i want and so that's what she wanted at that moment and she actually literally very explicitly told me that i don't want to and i'm like but you're hurting yourself by doing this and she was like it's okay because right now this is what i want i want to suffer because i want to dwell in this at the moment and i just want to take it out right so it's it's okay that's what she had wanted and i was like fine because she was in that state of mind at that moment where she was not ready to see the other person with another perspective and see their point of view she was she was adamant to stick to her point of view and she was like no I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna blame her <laughs> the other person that I dislike and I'm gonna Be angry at her because that is what's giving me pleasure at the moment. That is what was satisfying her need. And that's okay. And it's better that she does that in front of me rather than with that person. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like it's better you you went out. And you know, so that's why I, I actually do, you know, um, I would like to point out here, I do a free catharsis session with people as well. It's a 45 minute session that I do. Uh, so normally you know the first session where people, if anybody is interested to just come in, talk to me, share, went out, and then just, Listen to what I have to offer to them, and if there is a way I can help them, if I can, if I can't, I let them know, Sorry, this is not my area. I'll refer them or I'll recommend them to go see a doctor or somebody else. So, well, that is there, and uh, so it's so basically if, uh, if you go on my Facebook, I, I have it on my Facebook, it's the calendar link where people can just you know kind of schedule a 45 minute free venting event, where right? I am that listening here. And my husband, you know, he's like, when I started doing this a few years back, there were stories I was listening to all kinds of horror, horror stories. And there would be days I would just share with my husband sometimes and sometimes just down. And then he told me what you're doing right now. So what's going to happen? Mm. Because listening to other people's stories is not easy. Yep. yep. <laughs> and so either you become a sponge and you absorb it all otherwise you're going to break you know so i've allowed myself to become that sponge so come to me That's if you very need
0: good. To. very good so let's um who is your ideal client like do you only work with women or do you work with both men and women is there a certain age range like kind of give us more of your ideal client
1: So uh, I work with both uh, and you will be surprised. Uh, I work with both genders, men and women, but I'm not working with kids. I'm working with 16 years and above uh, because the kids, it's a little different psychology. You have to go at their level. Um, uh, But I do know a few um, um, coaches who work with kids. So if I can always refer you uh, um, if if somebody needs a child uh, coach, So I work with boys and girls, uh, 16 years and above, and you will be surprised that 50% of my clients are men. Initially, when I had started this, I thought it would be more women, because that's what we all assume. We assume that the world is full of men abusing women, but no, it's... Not saying that women are abusing men, but men have traumas and they have severe traumas and they have severe PTSDs. And the thing is, women tend to cry at least. Men can't even do that. And men are judged so often. You know, it's so easy for us women to label men as abusers, as accusers, as narcissistic. And we tend to we tend to fail to see them as human beings. Mm-hmm. We tend to fail to see that if they're behaving in a certain way, whether it's it's a narcissistic uh, attitude they have, they're controlling or they they can't control their anger or whatever issues that they have, that's originating from somewhere too. Yep. You know, so like men are not... Mm, Perfect, and men don't have it all figured out too, you know. So it's not just us women's, you know. It's men too. And let me tell you, I don't know whether I should say it or not, but I, I personally believe men have some kind of hormonal issues too, you know. Like, like we women have PMS, and they make fun of us uh, that it's like if we have our mood swings. I have seen, at least my husband, you know, have these mood swings, and there are days when I don't know how to help him. And he's actually wanting to argue, wanting to fight, you know, so although I'm a doctor, but I'm not sure I need to do some research on whether it's a testosterone or what is it in men that gives them their mood swings? Because, oh, my goodness, my husband's mood swings are uh, they're worse than mine. (laughs)
0: That is hilarious. And the statement actually, um, it doesn't surprise me. I'm in the same boat as you where the majority of my clients, um, are men as well. So I, my percentage is a little bit higher. It's probably about 75 to 80% of, um, male clients to female clients. So I totally get it. And, um, for me, it was really important to make sure I work with male clients Because there's so many resources out here geared towards women, but men, they need resources as well. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was definitely something that was important when I was structuring my business to make sure that I receive and work with and open my doors to male clients also. So kudos to you. I, it's, you didn't surprise me. I'm actually happy to hear that. Um, but I appreciate your time today. We're going to go ahead and I want to ask you a little bit of a fun question. Mm-hmm. So it's completely off the topic and mm-hmm. uh, really simple. So what would you say is a fun or a random fact about you or about anything that you just happen to know?
1: Oh, um, <laughs> uh- I don't know whether it'd be fun or not, but it's like one thing that I would like to tell everybody is just never give up and continue living and live your life to the fullest. We just have one life and we all have to go one day. That's inevitable. You know, we all have to die. Nobody has lived forever. And so live your life to the fullest, Uh, spend that money, earn that money and spend it, you know, Uh, I know people trying to make a lot of money and people trying to save a lot of money for future spending or for future luxuries. Well, you never know when that future is coming. Uh, And I have myself seen in my life that anything that you plan five years and beyond, you never get there. I'm sorry. I Again, mean, I'm going on my, on my talk. It's not a fun fact, but this is true. Okay, anything that you plan for five years and beyond, it will change, because you don't even know what where you will be after two years. So just plan that one six months, that one year, and go from there and enjoy life. That's it. Enjoy life, and speak up. Yes. Um, don't give up. Speak up. Uh, there will always be somebody who will help you. And um, that's what I will say. I don't
0: awesome. Know. Yes. I, hey, I'll take that. We'll definitely, we'll put that in the section of that being the last takeaway for today's topic. I do appreciate that. Now, I know earlier you mentioned about having Your uh, consultation link on your Facebook, I believe, but um, right now I just want to give you the floor and however much time you want to take to just talk about what all you have going on. um, As far as your business, make sure you promote it your website or if your Facebook page is uh, your preferred method of being contacted make sure you mention that, and if you have a book or any type of product go ahead this the floor is yours to just pretty much promote yourself.
1: Thank you so much. Okay, so again, uh, my website is healwithhenna.com. Very simple. H-E-A-L-W-I-T-H-H-I-N-A, healwithhenna.com. You'll go there, you'll find all my products, all my services there. So basically, I do one-on-one coaching as well as as I have a six-week coaching package and so when i do the six week ones what happens with the six week ones is that i can work with you individually so say uh if you have only issues with self confidence you know the negative self talk that you do uh feeling of uh, you know low um low worthiness so it's we we cover one topic in that six weeks so whether it's it's codependency whether it's safety issues so when when you're trauma, PTSD, so feeling safe is something very important, where you may have uh, uh, nightmares, flashbacks, you know, intrusive memories, uh, and stuff like that that's uh, haunting you, right? Uh, so being able to set boundaries. So so I do offer those six-week packages, and in fact, I have one coming up um, starting on September 27th, the week of twenty six. Uh, I'm not yet sure which day it will be, but September, the week of 26. It's starting on self-worthiness. And the way I'm doing it right now is because I also have a six-month coaching program. But the enrollment is closed for that right now. It will reopen in January. And so we've covered the part of self-confidence in in that six-month program with my clients. And we're right now in the safety portion, and so in September we'll, we will be kicking off. Um, September twenty-seven, we will be kicking off Self-Worthy, and so that's where if there is anybody who uh, who feels that they're codependent, who feel that they, you know, they're not worthy of love, or they feel that they need um, to set their priorities and feel important in life, you know, that's where, um, so you can join me and we will cover that in six weeks. And so you will just be a part of those six weeks of self-worthiness. And, um, you can find me on the website. I have an Instagram page. Uh, again, it's Heal With, uh, and there's an the underscore henna. And then I have, um, Facebook page, which is again Heal with Hina. Um, I, it, you can find me like that, and that's about it. That's how you can reach out to me. So you will find my emails everywhere. I also have a, a Facebook, a private Facebook group. But once you go on my Instagram or you go on my uh, Facebook page, you'll you'll find the link for that. That is
0: awesome. Well, everyone, make sure you go and support. And that's it for this episode. If you would like to be a guest, please contact me. You can find me on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform at Energy Speaks Life. Or you can visit my website to connect with me further at energyspeakslife.com. And do not forget to subscribe, share, or follow. And you know how we do. Go ahead and get the conversation started below in the comments and let us know how you like this episode. Well, always remember, That when you master your mind, you master your emotions, and you master your assignments, you can live your purpose and live on purpose. Thanks.